Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Hi, and welcome to Everything Is Fine, a podcast for women over forty. We are your hosts. I'm Kim France. And I'm Jen Romolini. And Jen, it's been a minute since we talked. I missed you. Hi. <laughs> I know. I know. We recorded those three episodes in the same week, and then we didn't talk for a while. Whew. Yeah. I mean, I'm now 50. <laughs> <laughs> and that went pretty well. It was fantastic. I'm so happy to be 50 and not be waiting to be 50. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you, but also we did a little trick, which I think everybody should do. We rented a convertible just for the day. How fun. It was like fun. Like Alex, my husband and I were like, oh my God, this is fun. I'm having fun <laughs> in this convertible. This is amazing. Like it was, we couldn't remember the last time we had just purely had fun like that. Like two little kids in a convertible. It was, right. uh, it was, it was fantastic. What like a great, and then we went out to dinner and whatever afterwards, but with our kid, but it was just that day of just like playing hooky and like driving around with like the wind in your hair. It was just silly. Yeah. You, you posted, you posted um, a little video of you riding in the convertible next to Alex and you looked so happy. I was, I was happy like a child. I was happy like a child. So, but uh, other than that, my project is out. Yeah. Let's talk about it. For the last year and a half, I've been working on a project about a little known feminist porn magazine by Bob Guccione. And it's a project that I pitched to Crooked Media like almost two years ago in the middle of the pandemic, but couldn't get any interviews started until a year ago because of the pandemic. And it's called Stift. And um, you can hear it wherever podcasts are found. And we'll be talking more about it later. And I'm very proud of it. And I had to learn a whole new skill and Somebody just called me a girl detective. Lauren, thank you very much for that. Um, And I feel like I found a whole new thing that I love to do, which is investigative reporting again and sort of tracking a story like this. And anyway, Anna Wintour was one of the fashion editors of Viva magazine. And, you know, there's there's a lot in it and we'll keep talking about it. But what it's really brought about, and I know you can relate to this, it's something that Alex and I called famous days. And this is like, (laughs) When you put a big project out into the world, but it can also be like when you announce an engagement, it's just like suddenly like 
there's a lot of really good attention, but you don't know how to deal with it. Yes, I can relate to that. It's like so nice, but you're like, oh, this is so nice, but am I doing it right? Have I thanked the right people? Oh my God, did I respond to that message? Oh God. And also being on display, it's just, I'm so proud of this project, but I'm also so fucking anxious every second because being on display, weirdly, even though we do this podcast every week, is not like my favorite thing. No. And you know, it's funny because um, I have been thinking about that whole phenomenon as well, because you and I would appear to the world to be people who like attention. Yes. But there is a kind of like, Paul and I were going to have the wedding, like a a very, very small ceremony before our party. And we were just going to have the party be a party. And Paul was like, I really want to get like married in front of the people who know us. And yeah, I was, I had such a tough time coming around to it. And the reason I did come around is when I mentioned it to a few people, they were like, oh, that's awesome. I really would like to be there for that. Including me. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, that, that like attention on me, like, I think Paul loves it. Paul thrives on it. I think I can't, I, it makes me uncomfortable. I'm so, you know what, because what it is, is it turns it into like a performance in a way, like for me, like it feels like, oh fuck, now I'm, am I performing? It's just, it's being neurotic. It's overthinking everything. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's like, I mean, look, it's also a thing of just like being neurotic and not being great at it. Like I just, Mm -hmm. someone was just interviewing me about the other show and I cried in the middle of the interview. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, it's like, I also have like, I have my whole desk has sticky notes on it, like of everything that I need to say, like, it's just exhausting. And I know that this is the way it is for you too, because I know you're writing your own vowels and it's like, now it feels like a different kind of thing, right? Because yes. And in fact, I may have won. We may not write our own vows. Oh, because oh. did I say, did I tell you what Paul's son said to me? No. Did, did no. we discuss this? We no. had lunch with him last week and he was like, you know, he's going to blow you out of the water with his vows. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> you know, he's going to blow you out of the water. And I do know this and he will do it like off the top of his head. I've seen him speak at funerals off the top of his head. Wow. This is like something he can do. It's not something I can do. And like another kind of writing I I couldn't do well was trying to write my profile online. Like for somebody who's fairly clever, like I never felt like my online dating profiles were very clever. Like there's a kind of writing I just like, I don't know what to say in the vows. Like I really, really love you and I will be here forever until we die. (laughs) Is that okay? (laughs) No, it's like tweets. It's like fucking tweets. I can't write a tweet. I cannot write a tweet. But you do write tweets. I cannot write a tweet. I was just thinking about this because I was thinking I really need to up my social media presence, but I cannot write tweets. I don't look at things and think that'd be a cute Instagram picture with like a, a clever caption. I, okay. I do think visually, I do think visually and I do, I am good at Instagram because it's a visual medium and there's something about the juxtaposition of visuals and like a caption and being like, wah, wah, that (laughs) I, that I fucking enjoy. But a tweet where I have to have a clever off, like my husband can write a tweet. Like I I can't even believe the tweets he pulls off and like they go viral, like busy Phillips shares them. (laughs) You know, I could never, I could never live in that reality. And the similarly, like his Christmas cards to me or any of his cards, his, his birthday cards, whatever, are always like fucking beautiful, clever sonnets. Right. And I'm just like, happy we're together for another year. You know, (laughs) 
No, I had a really hard time when I was filling out um, like the little birthday card for you, for the present I got you for your birthday. I didn't know what to say. That was like one line. And I was like, is it okay? Is she going to think I'm dumb? Oh, I should have said it. I should have told you it was perfect and great, but also like, we're just not like that. That's just not a thing we can do. (laughs) No, it's true. It's good to know what you're, what you suck at. Speaking of things that I suck at, (laughs) (laughs) I had a question for you and I don't know if this is going to get us into like a weird zone or not, but let's see. How are you in groups? Have you ever had like a friend group? Are you a group person? I would say that in my, in my twenties and thirties, I definitely had a friend group or like more than one friend group that I considered myself like adjacent to. Okay. Okay. You know, I, I definitely did now, you know, it's funny because I'm going out for a group dinner this evening. I I've, I've heard as such, I've heard as such. One of the the people in attendance will be an ex-boyfriend of Jennifer Romolini. But I'm like, I, and I know, I know him vaguely, you know, we've met each other. I know another person is going to be there, but the rest of the people I don't know. And they all like work at the New Yorker and shit. Right, 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 right. Including my ex-boyfriend. Um, uh, yeah. I, and that, that kind of group dynamic is fine. I can hang out in a group like that. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about what really my like Achilles heel disaster at is groups of couples, Groups of couples. I am, I like, there are people who hang out is like in groups, in large groups, they're always together. They vacation together. They socialize together. And I am a liability in those situations. I really, (laughs) I really can't do it. I, I like, I step in it all the time. We were like part of a group when we lived in New York and I, you know, it was Alex's friend group and I, I just couldn't hang. I couldn't hang with the hmm. wives. I like got myself in trouble because like I invited one of them to the hospital when I had the baby, but didn't invite others. Like, I just don't know the fucking rules of groups. And the other day I was looking at like, you know, those pictures on Instagram that might as well, they're like adults, but it's like an adult human pyramid. It's like a group shot. And there's just like, everybody's tagged on it. It's like, Oh, mm-hmm, no, we're all mm-hmm. together. Um, adult human pyramid. Um, I, uh, I saw one of those of like an ex fan group and so did Alex. And I could tell that he was like really upset about it. Cause I was like a liability. I like ruined our chances of being in this because we just stopped getting invited places because I'm fucking way too neurotic. And I don't know how to just chill in, in perpetual small talk. Well, and it is perpetual small talk often because you are being, you're being placed in a situation where the, some of the people you're hanging out were not your choice. They're just who the other person chose. So you may or may not have anything in common with them. Yes. Yes. And that's like, I don't know how to do that. Also, I just want to talk to people. I want to know their vibe. I want to know what they're feeling. I want to know, like, I want us to be having a deep conversation at all big talk at all fucking times. (laughs) How are you? What's going on with you? I mean, it's also the reason why, like when I see people and I'm stoned, I always am like, Hey, I'm high. Just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, liabilities groups. I could never be a part of a sorority. Like I had a friend who was in one and she was like, you should join. And I was like, ah, not a joiner. Can't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I think I did have, you know, in my twenties and thirties, there were friend groups. I do think it can be, it can be tricky. 
It can be tricky and and it but it can be lonely on the outside of it, right? But it's like I think that I've always just had to I'm one of those people that I had to trade the loneliness for the discomfort of being inside a group. Okay, what else is happening to you this week? Well, um, if you can all hear me over the sounds of the drill next door, um, I went to a dermatologist, or actually one not a dermatologist, a nurse practitioner. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and got and got some lip injections. They're really pretty. In antici- anticipation of the wedding. And it looks, I mean, I've got lipstick on, so you can't see where the bruises are. But it looks pretty good. It looks natural, right? It looks really natural. It looks really natural and really pretty. I went in. I love this woman I went to. I'm going to say her name because I think she's really good and her prices are for what you get. Really reasonable. Uh-huh. Is this woman, she goes by the name Nurse Gigi. I'll put her Instagram handle in the show notes. Great. Great. Um, but she was like, I was like, I don't know what I need. I just need some injections. I just need some freshening up. And she was like, you don't have the kind of face that needs fillers. Yeah, which nobody had ever said to me before. People had just pumped me full of fillers. I mean, I haven't had any for a few years, but she was like, your face isn't sunken. That's not what you need. No, it's not. Yeah. So she just put like one shot of Botox on one side of my eye, one shot of Botox on the other side of my eye. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And it was so nice to have somebody just say like, yeah, that's not going to work for you. Yeah. 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 The lips look great. Were you nervous? I was excited. I was more excited than nervous. (laughs) But now I want to do more because she she did confirm that my main concerns can only be resolved with plastic surgery. Mm, mm, The The eyes, there's not much she can do about the eyes, not much she can do about the neck, the um, jawline, which is like a huge one for me. Well, you know what they do. You know what you can get done. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sorry about the vanity talk. Here we go again. Um, (laughs) And I did not do this because it sounded way too freaky to me, but they can shoot it with Kybella. Oh, and then and then you get like a goiter for a while. Yeah, you have like a toad neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You blow up like a fucking toad. What they do is they shoot it with, I mean, this is this is this is nasty, all right? But let's just discuss Kybella. They shoot it with an acid that is the same acid that your stomach uses to break down fat. They shoot your double chin with acid. And then what it does is it melts all the fat in your chin and it tightens the whole thing up. I know. And when the person recommended this to me, she was like, oh, it'll be perfect. It'll also lift your neck. Oh my God. Oh my God. She was like, it blows up like a bullfrog. (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, all of this is terrifying. (laughs) Yes. No, blowing up like a bullfrog. It just it, 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 it all, I mean, plastic surgery is terrifying to me too. It's not, I mean, I talk about it and I, I, I play with the idea, but I'm, I'm still very far from doing anything. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. me. No too. judgment on anybody who does, because, you know, as a friend of mine once said, plastic surgery is the most American thing in the world. Right. Did I say this before? I think you did, but I'm listening to it again. Well, just that like, why should only those who were lucky enough to be born beautiful get to be beautiful? Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, we don't need to be in this for too long. The the Kybella is a scary thing. Going in is a scary thing. Every time I go in for Botox, I'm like, is this the time that my eyelid droops? Is this the time <laughs> I go fucking blind? Is this the time I have nerve damage? You know, it's, it's like what price vanity. And, you know, I was, I was watching, there was that Justine Bateman thing that went around. Did you see that 60 Minutes Australia, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like Justine Bateman and Paulina Parskova. And Paulina Parskova is doing the thing she always does, which is like, 
I don't understand why I'm, why people don't think I'm hot. I'm 50 and I'm hot. And it's like, you are hot. Like, I don't know what's, what, what's, yeah. I'm not allowed to be in a bikini anymore. And it's like, you're on the cover of the magazine of many magazines in bikini and bra. Like you, this is not, this doesn't add up to me. And then there's this very cool Justine Bateman part, which is she comes on and she's like, she's lifting up her face. Cause she's, she's really uh wizened, which she looks great. I actually think. And she's lifting up her face and she's like, you know, I could get a lift here. I could do this. But the truth is I just don't give a shit. And I was like, okay, that's probably true. And that's awesome for you. But I was watching and I was like, you dye your hair, Justine Bateman. <laughs> you clearly dye your hair black. You're almost 60 years old or however old you are. You clearly dye your hair. Like we all have our things. And also her whole thing, this whole crusade she's been on that people should not get plastic surgery, that we should be able to age into our faces, which I get it, man. I get it. I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's such a complicated issue. And, and it's like on one side, it's like, I believe I should have my face look like Madonna. And on the other side, it's Justine Bateman who's dying her hair, but also like being like, my wrinkles are beautiful, but we're not getting in the thing, which is like, everybody needs to approach this the way they need to approach it. There's no wrong way to age. There's no wrong way to age. The, the, and I think the best way to age is the way that allows you to remain right with yourself. And I think when you start getting into lots of procedures and things, that line gets a little blurry. And maybe it doesn't, maybe it doesn't. You know, I, I have a friend who was telling me that, you know, she had a really problematic relationship with her mother and she specifically is getting um, Botox in one area of her face where her mother, where she was aging exactly like her mother. Mm-hmm. And she really wanted that to not be that way because she didn't want to look in the mirror and see her mother's face. Mm-hmm. You know. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Why not reduce that trauma for yourself if you need to? Yeah. No, I, I, I think of Courtney Love because Courtney Love, who I imagine has had some work done um, because I base this on what she looked like when she was young. She was the spitting image of her father, right? who, right. who she hated and who has been horrible to her. Um, and I think that must be a special kind of painful. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Um uh, speaking of '90s celebrities, I have some people I'm ready to let back in my heart. Okay, I want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, I was like, "What's going on with Meg Ryan?" No, really, I really was. I was like, "I kind of miss Meg Ryan." What the fuck happened to Meg Ryan? Why did we banish Meg Ryan? I don't know. It's because of that plastic surgery she got. We banished her. We banished her because she got some bad plastic surgery. That's what we I did. think. That's what happened. We did. We banished poor Meg Ryan. Anyway, I think Meg Ryan has a movie coming out. I think Meg Ryan is back. And I think it's time for a Meg Ryan assance. And <laughs> equally, I've been watching the Drew Barrymore show. And I'm like, Drew Barrymore is a fucking butterfly. She is a goddamn delight on this planet. She really is. Completely without guile. Ugh. Completely just like such a big warm hug of a person. Just so much good in the world, like such a, a, a ray of light. And can we talk about, can we talk about a, overcoming adversity? Like the, she was an addict by the time she was what, 13? I mean, yeah. Younger. Teens. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. She, you know, everybody in Hollywood wrote her off. Yeah. Everybody wrote her off. And, um, I just, I love watching her be in the fullest expression of herself on this show. Just like, it's so earnest. Her talk show is so sweet and so earnest. And 
you could just see people are happy talking to her. Like, it's just the nicest. It's so nice. It's so nice. I love it. I know. Nice things are really nice. And I appreciate them more than, I mean, if I was in my 20s and Drew Barrymore had a show, I'd be like, oh, so corny. Totally. <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. But I'm loving it instead. And there was like an episode this week where like Melanie Linsky was on and it was just like, oh, Melanie Linsky also another great one. Uh, so amazing. So amazing. And if you haven't seen Heavenly Creatures, which was her screen debut, really a, a classic. Let's take a quick break from some ads. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Support for Everything is Fine comes from Ritual. So I love Ritual. Everyone knows I love Ritual. I talk about Ritual all the time. I particularly love its daily, their daily multivitamin. And I also really have been enjoying their melatonin. But the thing I love most about Ritual is their Hyacera. It's a once daily skin supplement that's clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. In a clinical study, Hyacera led to 3.6 times reduction in crow's feet wrinkles within 90 days as compared to a placebo. Hyacera led to 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. You can enhance your skincare routine from the inside out with one daily capsule essenced with soothing vanilla. I love Hyacera. It's been rigorously tested and validated. It's one of the industry leading sustainability. It, it meets, sorry, all of the industry leading sustainability standards. You know, I'm a beauty editor now. I am all about keeping my face plump and Hyacera absolutely has done that for me. I've been on it for months. I don't even know how long and I can really see a difference in the texture of my skin. My skin looks more juicy, I guess is the best way to do it. Say it, do it. Uh, okay. So you can start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash fine. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription to get today. That's ritual.com slash fine for 25% off. And we're back. Speaking of that, Yellow Jackets is back. Did you watch? I did. And how'd you feel? I remembered exactly how I feel about Yellow Jackets, which is this is an incredibly compelling show that has so many plot holes that I'm mad. Not plot holes, but just like, mm -hmm. like in the, I, I'm not blowing this for anyone, but like, there's a point where like, it, it just is like, this is not how people would act. I get so angry when, when people on TV do things they wouldn't do. Like 
there's a point where like Melanie Linsky has like, I don't know, spoilers, spoilers, alerts. Melanie Linsky murdered someone in the season before and they're trying to cover it up. And so they go to the person's house, the person's studio that she murdered and she and her husband go into this place and they decide like, it's scary. They shouldn't be in there. They could get caught in there but they decide to fuck in there. And it's just like, are you kidding? You'd be like, let's get the fuck out of here right away before someone catches us. And I go to jail for murdering this man. I murdered. Exactly. And then like they saved his, she saved the guy he, she murdered license and they were burning it in their charcoal grill. If you were burning shit because you murdered someone, you would make sure the shit was burned. And like later the, her daughter comes along and finds the license. Cause it hasn't all burned all the way. You would be sitting there going, did it burn? Did it burn? Did it burn? <laughs> Is it burning? Let's watch it burn. No, you totally would. You totally would. I also found, and I had read in some piece about the show before this season debuted, that um, they they predicted they'd be bringing in some new characters, which they kind of do. There are a couple of yes. girls who maybe were in the first season in a background shot, but suddenly we're supposed to accept them as characters. I mean, I really like the show. I do Same. like it. Um, it scares me. And I have to say the last moment, which we shouldn't ruin for yeah. anyone of that, that show was like, I was, that was one of the first times I was like, oh. yeah. And I like, well, and I like had some real, um, like I couldn't, I couldn't sleep after watching it. Like it's, it's definitely a scary show or like I had nightmares about it, but like, and I like it and I'm going to keep watching it, but I'm mad at it. I get it. Do you know what I'm, I'm, I'm kind of mad at, and I don't even care enough to be mad. Okay. Really. Okay. Daisy Jones and the six. Mm, oh, right. Cause you love that book. I like that book. It was a, it was like a quick, fun, you know, delightful read. And it just, I don't know. It's boring. Oh. Maybe the series it's kind of boring and they, you know, the author came up with songs and titles and things in the book and there are lyrics, but it's one thing to, for a writer to come up with lyrics for a song. It's another thing for like music people to come up with the actual songs right. and believe that like, these are the songs that launched a band to be like the biggest band in America. Right, right, right. So the, the, the credibility gets a little strained and that Riley Keough, I think yes. is how you say yes. her name. Yes, Elvis's granddaughter. You know, Elvis's granddaughter, who is very, very attractive. Um, but in the book, like everybody just goes on and on about how Daisy was like the most beautiful women, woman they had ever seen. Mm. So I guess, I mean, in a way they couldn't, they couldn't, how could they cast that? Right, right, right. What the pressure, poor her, poor her, poor yeah. her trying to be that. She's, um, she's good. She's a little flat and she was really excellent. That flat affect really worked for her in, um, I think it was called the girlfriend experience or something like that. It was about being a, um, a high priced, uh, high end sex worker. And she was really, really good in that. Like excellent. She was perfect for the part. It was kind of like Clute esque in a way, mm -hmm. but I don't know how she is in this. I have no idea about this, but you know, succession is back which is really the only thing that matters. I know. And I, and, and for logistical reasons, I haven't watched the first episode. Okay. Yet. We'll not discuss, we'll not discuss, but suffice, <laughs> suffice to say, it's just, it's, it's so, it's just uniformly incredible, like down to, you know, Kendall, they're in LA at the beginning and I'm, I'm not going to give anything away, but like Kendall's like comes in holding a bag of nuts from Erewhon. And I was like, Oh, exactly. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Kendall, Kendall would be the one who went to a hundred percent or like his assistant went to Erewhon for him, you know, whatever. Um, but I'm, and there's a conflict about this in my house. I'm like happy that it's the last season. 
because I feel like this level of excellence you couldn't sustain. No, I think, and I think it's because that dude is British, the guy who who did the show, and 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 typically shows in England run for shorter runs. Exactly, exactly, and like I think it's smarter. I think it's smart to like. I think it's just smart to wrap things up on a high because Alex, Alex was saying, well, I could definitely have watched like two or three more seasons of this. And I'm like, could you have though? You would have gotten mad. We would have started having a backlash. So the culture, the conversation around the show would have been like, it's not as good as it was. Like it just, ugh, just let it, let it like, let us just enjoy this tight ride. Yep. I agree with that. I agree with that. And I, I, I think that's why um, Fleabag was so great. Yes. Yes. Fleabag. Oh, my God. I mean, gone way too soon. But those were two. I mean, that second season was just perfect. It really was. And even, you know, I'm watching um, Freaks and Geeks with my with um, my kid. And Oh, that's funny. I rewatched that recently. Oh, God. Bill. <laughs> Bill. Martin Starr as Bill. It's just like I... I think he is one of my favorite characters on television of all time. <laughs> and also Busy Phillips, like a role she was born to play. She is iconic as Kim Kelly. Kim the mean girl. Yes. Yes. She's so good at it. Yeah, she really is. Um, and, you know, my 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 soft crush, Seth Rogen. Oh yeah. I mean, it, I could see it. I mean, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to watch James Franco knowing now everything we know about James Franco and what a scumbag he turned out to be, but yeah, but he was, he was good and he was good on the deuce too. Yeah. I didn't watch that. That was a good show. I mean, it was a show that I, I don't even know if it was good, but it's a show that I think about a lot. Like I, hmm. I, I think about, I have memory, like Maggie Gyllenhaal is really good in it. And I have Oh, it's about of- like this, like Times Square in the seventies, and yes, and about sex workers and about porn, a little bit about porn. Um, but there's a there's a at the very end of the the series, um, James Franco's whose whose character who's seen quite a bit of um, life at this point returns to New York, and there's a sequence that I think about all the time because it's how I feel when I'm in New York. He's, he's, you know, he lived in New York for however long he lived there, three decades, whatever, his whole life. I don't, it doesn't matter. He doesn't live there anymore and he's returned. And he's walking through the streets of New York and he's seeing all of the memories because the streets have, the streets are the same and they have so many layers for him. And he's like kind of, and it sounds corny and it is kind of corny, but it is also perfectly encapsulates this thing of like how when you're walking in New York, sometimes you feel haunted by every life that you've lived Mm-hmm. the layers of the life that you've lived on the streets of New York. Yep. It can be like a haunting. Yeah. I don't know. I got, I got there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> That'll happen to me um, in New York. If I go to a neighborhood I haven't been to for a long time. Yeah. Or if I go to grand central. Yeah. You know, then I'll have like the, the peeling of the onion, you know? Yes. Yes. The, the Proustian, like, you know, bad garbage smell. It's like- <laughs> Have you seen pictures of Paris? They're having like a big trash strike. Oh God. Oh, right. Still? Yeah. I don't know. I saw some pictures on social media. I haven't, I haven't investigated it enough to know if it's still going on. God, what a juxtaposition. That city is so beautiful to have just trash everywhere. Amazing. Amazing. Crazy. Um, So what else, Jen? Well, I've been thinking a lot about the better person I'm going to be when I turn my book in, which by the time (laughs) this comes out, it will be turned in. I'm turning it in Friday, no matter what. I'm tired of working on this revision. I'm sorry, Kate, if you're listening, it's time. You have to, you have to accept it. Um, (laughs) 
But it's so funny because I feel like because because of the two projects and also doing this, I've had and also I have like side work that I do for like extra money. I have had so much work for so long that I have been fantasizing about this moment of freedom for like a year. So I like mm-hmm. have like I have like a loom waiting. Like I <laughs> Like, I just keep telling out like the amount of self-improvement. I'm like, oh my God, I have contact paper because I'm going to empty all our cabinets and reorganize them. Like I have wallpaper. I'm going to redo my office. I have such fucking big plans and you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to make a bowl of popcorn and watch TV. Like I, (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to get in shape. I'm like so much shit. Well, you know, um, my brother, my older brother, Mike, was an attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, when he started his career, he went to law school. He was an attorney. And he really didn't like being an attorney and quit maybe in his second or, you know, as a second or third year associate. And he went to go, he became a journalist. And the first piece he wrote was about why he quit being a lawyer. Oh, wow. And he talks about how, you know, if you're a first or second year associate, you're just doing this horrible, tedious work all day long, like yeah. hard, tedious work. And it's years before you're doing anything that you went to law school, you know, to, yeah. that you feel like you went to law school. And he said that some of the people he um, knew would, when they finally did get a day off, just sit on the sofa all day because they didn't know what to do with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, my I, my friend Glynis and I used to talk about because when we were both working in like the throes of digital media, like editing or writing, you know, I would edit 20 stories a day, just bam, 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 bam. And like, Mm -hmm. you would just need to like lie on the floor. Like your brain would be broken. You would just need to like, let your brain like sort of melt in the floor and like watch like golden girls, you know, just like something easy. I'm just more like thinking about, oh, what's the next stage of my life going to be? What, who am I going to be? I'm going to be a a person who makes tapestries and does hot yoga. Like, I (laughs) I know, I don't know. It's just exciting. It's like, it's like always these moments of uh, reinvention that I'm, I'm, I'm always like hungry and eager for. But that's so great. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of great. Oh, I figured out my outfit for our podcast. Oh, by the way, listeners, we have about 10 seats left for our live show. You should come. You should meet us. We're going to go out <laughs> afterwards. It's going to be great. We actually are starting to pull together like a run of show. Um, so I found a new shoe line that I'm obsessed with. Um, it is called, have you ever heard of Ivy Lee? Ivy Lee? No. Okay. It is the corniest. I think I'm right. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. Let me just look it up for a second. Um, hold on. I'm going to find this. I'm going to find this. I'm so curious. It's these shoes. I really am into the, yes. Ivy Lee. It's called Ivy Lee Copenhagen. Okay. So there it's a European brand. And they make really cool looking shoes and they make them, the shoes are made, I think in Portugal. And I got this pair of, um, gold Chelsea boots. Okay. Wow. So they're gold ankle Chelsea boots, obviously, but they also have like really good looking sandals, like just fucking boots. I want like Mm -hmm. boots are hard to find. Like that look that aren't like, I don't want a big clomper, like whatever. Anyway. Okay. So I'm going to wear them with black jeans and my gold sequined tuxedo leotard. <laughs> wow. I just, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to wear. How am I going to sit? I'm, I'm just going to, it's going to be like positive negative, like it's not- salt and pepper. Like you look cool. And I'm just wearing like 
I'm just dressed like a boy again. No, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be not positive, negative. It's going to be like, I look like exactly what I am, which is the jester of this show. (laughs) (laughs) And you are going to look like a queen. That is how it should be. (laughs) (laughs) But once I saw these boots, I was like, oh, that's, that's the pair. That's the thing to pair because the leotard, which has a bow tie built onto it and has like has like a tuxedo painted onto it in, in sequence, <laughs> also has tails, which are separate from the leotard. So they will come out beyond, Amazing. Beyond, beyond the pants. Anyway, I just have to, because if not, where else am I going to wear this leotard? Yeah. No, I think it's good that you, I think you should wear it. I can all, I, I, I'm tried to picture it so many times. I just can't picture it. I mean, look, I'll come over and show it to you. before. No, you can wear, down. I mean, I would never, I would not deign to ever <laughs> impose on your um, fashion aesthetic, which I admire a great deal. <laughs> I would never, ever. Look, I, I'm going to be wearing black and gold. It's going to be very easy to match. Can I tell you, and I know I've told you this before, but it's true. You are the you are the guests that the most people are excited about meeting at my wedding. That makes me feel so good. But also talk about like famous days. Like I can't. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking pressure. Like I've been thinking about this so much. Like I need to get anxiety pills before I go to Kim's wedding or will a joint suffice? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. There's like beta blockers. It's going to be fine. Um, Cause I'm also going solo because um, my husband could, we could, we could not figure out the whole thing. So it's just going to be me like trying to like not be too much of like animal from the Muppets at your wedding. Oh my God. You're not. And you're going to know a lot of people there. I know. I can't wait. Look, I don't give a shit about my own anxiety. I'm so excited to see you get married. Like I'm, I can't, I can't wait. I I really am. And it's coming up by the time this comes out, we'll be like a, like a week and a half away. No, it's coming up so soon. And there are still loose ends to be tied up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know what shoes I'm wearing. Okay. Okay. Paul doesn't know what shoes he's wearing. He needs other things. Yeah, I feel like I feel like there's still a lot of loose ends. I, I, but it's boring. Well, wait, are you getting a bouquet? No, no bouquet. No, because I would like one. It sounds sweet, but the way it's going to work, the ceremony, we're just going to be standing there. I regret. I regret my bouquet. I regret my bouquet. Really? Why? Because it was just like an albatross. It was like, what am I <laughs> even doing with this thing? Why am I holding this? This is ridiculous. It just, it just, I really, and every time I look at pictures of it, it also happened to be wrapped in a purple ribbon, which was not what I wanted. And, yeah, I know. Disgusting. Like I sometimes change the color of our wedding pictures to black and white. So I don't have to look at that, uh, the few like snapshots we have. So I don't have to look at that purple ribbon, but so it was also that, mm-hmm. and it was a trailing purple ribbon. Like it wasn't even oh. wrapped. Oh, no. up. It was just like hanging. So anyway, oh, no. yes, gross. A lot of drama for city hall. A lot. Um, do you have a cake? We're not having a cake. Okay. So no smushing, no smushing there. If we had a cake, there would be no smushing, no smushing. Okay, good. Okay. No, there will be no cake. Um, there will be a very cute dessert though. Okay. A great. I, I, I don't want to ruin it for you, but our caterers have this like very cute dessert. They do. I'm very excited about that. Wait. Okay. Something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Oh, well, this I don't know. I guess I've really got to do that. Um, the old thing, I just think like underwear, right? 
<laughs> Wait, you're wearing old underwear on your wedding day? <laughs> well, I don't have any new underwear. You have Should to- I be getting fancy underwear to wear on my wedding day? Yes, that's like the whole thing. <laughs> I guess you're right. Yeah, you need I guess you're yes. right. I should I should get on the okay. Asian provocateur website oh and get God. something racy. That is the saddest old thing for your wedding I've ever heard of, and you cannot do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you bring it up, I can see that it's a little ridiculous, but I was trying to think what else is old. Well, there will be, I can always wear some piece of old jewelry of Yes, you can wear like a brooch or something. I don't know. I'm not wearing a brooch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, there is a pair of earrings, diamond earrings that my mom has that she has offered. But, you know, I don't, I, my, my earlobe ripped. So I, it, it's like I, they're clip-ons, so I might be able to wear that's them. Good. So that's, the blue thing was going to be the dress, but. The dress is black. Oh, the dress is black. The dress is black. The dress was going to be a very dark midnight blue. It, 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 for we, she made me a sample. The designer, um, Dana Foley made the dress. She used to do the line Foley and Corinna, which was very popular in the aughts. Mm-hmm, I remember. And yeah, we all wore it. And she made, she, I, she just had a vintage dress in her store and it looked really good on, but she's like, you can't wear that. It's falling apart. We'll make you a new one. So she made a sample in black that I tried on, which fit perfectly. And I loved, mm-hmm. and then she went on to make it in this midnight blue lace that we picked out together. Mm-hmm. And it was just stiffer. Yeah. The lace was just stiffer and it kind of made the, the skirt part like splay out really unattractively mm, yeah. for me, you yeah. know? So she was super nice and let me take the black one. Good. I love that you're wearing black for your wedding. I love that. I love I know that. I am wearing, I am wearing black for my wedding. Why? Well, I mean, it, it, I, I looked at a lot of things. I mean, well, look, I'm just hunting for the blue thing. That's it. Yeah. I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know. What's the blue thing going to be? I don't know. I'll find you a blue thing. How important is it that I do this? It's all (laughs) just magical thinking, right? It's it's all so stupid. That's why I'm enjoying, that's why I'm enjoying like, like going down the list. Um, You could get a blue garter. (laughs) I am not wearing a garter. Oh my God. No, no, no disrespect to anybody who did or wants to. I, I'm just not wearing a garter. I did at my first wedding. And do you know what? He took it off with his teeth. He did. <laughs> oh my God. I wish I had a picture. I wish I had a picture. Oh God, he did. It was so horrible. We did all the wedding things. It was the worst. <laughs> I feel bad for the listeners because they don't get to see the full spectacle when you laugh, <laughs> like the tears, the fanning yourself. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. It's so horrible. Wedding things are so horrible. Like just, it was just think about like the Macarena. Oh my God. I, I just, know. Oh, the electric slide, the hokey pokey. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh. So yeah, no, what other traditional things are we not doing? I can't, I, I, I don't know. Well, you're not going to have a bouquet, so you're not throwing it to some one of us old bats. <laughs> no. Did I ever tell, did I ever tell you and the listeners about the time that I was at my cousin Scott's wedding? This was when I was in my early twenties mm-hmm. and I had a total yenta for a grandmother. Okay. My grandmother, Gelta Rubin, Total Yenta, really, really very, like when I told her, like when I was moving to Brooklyn, this will just give you a sense of her. Yes. When I was moving to Brooklyn in 
and I was working at New York Magazine, my grandmother was very concerned. Why am I moving to Brooklyn? Right. Okay. okay. And I said, my boss at New York Magazine, who probably makes around $500,000 a year, chooses to live in Brooklyn. And my grandmother said, without missing a beat, is he single? <laughs> that was Delta Rubin. So I'm at my cousin Scott's wedding in Oklahoma City, and they're about to throw the bouquet. So I like try to make myself very small. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the guy who's like DJing the wedding goes, Cousin Kimberly, cousin Kimberly <laughs> to the front. <laughs> I wanted to die or kill. Oh it's so disgusting. But also the people, the women who are really into it, like the women who are just like waiting, like, oh, please me, please me. Like what, what sad patriarchal conditioning, like that this whole, I know. like, an, like just disgusting. And then throwing the garter and then you have to dance with the guy who like caught the garter. <laughs> oh no. Well, there are so many traditions. And in addition to there being a lot of traditions, something I've learned in my wedding journey is that a thing about brides now mm-hmm. is that they, and maybe grooms too, is that they have to do something that nobody's ever seen before. Oh, They've got to have some new tradition or some new thing. Do you know that there are people who hire painters to paint the ceremony during the ceremony? Kim, I'm going to throw up. I can't. I can't. There's more. I'm not even going to go on, but there, there, there are so many things and it's become this like, you know, Olympic. And I could tell when I was talking to some of the people who were, you know, we've hired to, to do this wedding, like they, they approach it. Like you're going to want that. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. God, God, it's so much pressure on one day. On one day. I can't imagine. Oh God. I mean, and now with like social media and hashtags and I mean, talk about like going back to the beginning of this conversation, like famous days, the performative aspect of this is just because, Mm -hmm. you know, like people have dedicated hashtags to their weddings now. And it's just, it, 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 it's just like, imagine that, like, imagine just like having the whole day on display. Like, I guess part of it's nice, but like, also it's just like, no, I don't, I don't want like pictures of me that I don't know about just like all over the place with a hashtag. Yeah. Not for me. No, I know what you mean. Um, are you going on a honeymoon? We're going to go out to Sag Harbor for a couple of days. Oh, that'll be nice. Yeah. I mean, we there's so much travel, I feel like in our lives with all the touring, Yeah, the endless touring that travel isn't quite as fun. And you're going to have a summer of touring too. Yes. Gonna have quite a lot of touring in Europe too. I know, which is so exciting, which is amazing. Well, I can't wait to see you. It's so soon. It's so soon. And I am super excited too. I, I'm so excited to see you. I'm so excited for our live event. Obviously excited for the wedding, but I just I can't wait to see you standing across from me. Me too. Me too. Um I mean, I, look, I think we made a show. Did we make a show? I think we made a show. <laughs> we made a show. I think we made a show. If this was one of, you know what, forget it. <laughs> Sometimes I just have to stop myself because it wasn't going to be that funny and it was going to take too long to say. <laughs> okay, listen. Oh, another announcement for our live show is Kimberly Harrington will be on our live show. Speaking of, I just thought of her because she finds it hilarious that we never know when we're ending a show. Um, <laughs> Um, 
All right. Well, listen, good to talk to you again, Kim France. Thanks for listening to Everything is Fine. We are your hosts. I'm Jen Romolini. And I'm Kim France. If you like this show, please rate and review it across the platforms. We read five-star reviews sometimes on the show. And also it really makes a difference how people find us. If you want to support the production of the show and help us keep the lights on here, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com backslash everything is fine. Pretty soon, I'm going to be putting up a survey asking what people would like out of our Patreon. You can look out for that when I am a new person and I'm no longer writing a book. Um, but right now, it's just there to support the show. I've lost my train of thought completely, but here we go. <laughs> if you want to follow us on social media, we are at EIF Podcast on Instagram. We have a robust and private Facebook group. We are on Twitter. We are on LinkedIn. You can find Kim on her blog, girlsofacertainage.com. You can find me on tinyletter.com backslash Jennifer Romolini, even though I've decided that I'm terrible at newsletters, but I'm going to try. And if you want to give us feedback, the best place is everything is fine. The podcast at gmail.com. The show is mixed and edited by the great Natalie Rivera. Thank you, Natalie. We'll be back next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina.